One, two, three, four. Here we go. Welcome back to the Rough Draft Podcast Show. I'm Austin Wolf, the current publisher of the York Review. And yes, I've found another way to weasel myself onto the podcast. <laughs> because today I'm lucky enough to be sitting here and talking with multi-talented, multi-faceted Matthew Apel. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. Did I pronounce that right? Like yeah, can, it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, right, it's, cool. People say Apple, people say Apple, people say Apple, whatever. <laughs> Appalled. Yeah, you're yeah, good. I'll do that too. Okay, cool. Matthew is a current Market View fellow down at Market View Arts. He's an alum of York College. In fact, he's the first alum to receive a dual major in both graphic and fine arts. He's a coffee enthusiast, but most importantly for our discussion today, he's a curator of the upcoming alumni art retrospective at Market View Arts. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, I mean, I'm interested in talking about a lot, but I'm very interested in talking about that. So, yeah, man, good. it's good. Thanks for coming down. And yeah, I'm yeah. sorry for the long-winded intro, but you're a man of many accolades. Couldn't see any way around it, really. Oh, no problem. It's been a uh, it's been a long week, so this is a nice little break from all of that. Oh you know? yeah. I, if we get into that, this podcast is just <laughs> going to be longer. Yeah. <laughs> a pitchfork for Donald Trump, but no. We have no political affiliations here at the Rough right, Draft right. Podcast. Yeah, none. <laughs> Zero. Completely objective. No, but like the main reason I actually to come on here today is to share the story behind this upcoming art retrospective. Absolutely. So correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first in your college's history there's never been an alumni exclusive art exhibit before? Correct. We've never had a alumni show as far as I know and as far as anybody else knows. Um, you know, we've, we've had shows that have, you know, we've had obviously the senior shows happen, the um, jurid shows happen every year and those are current students there are also you know since we have this thing called the appell fellow where you've got that um completely fully funded residency for an alumni artist from york college um those individuals then get solo shows at the end of their residency okay. where they get to show all of the work that they produced in that year but we've never had an and i guess they would that would be considered an alumni show but it's just you know one person but we've never had a collection of people um that are alumni of york college showing their art now you know, like they graduated in the past and then showing their current works, what they've been doing lately, recently, now. Yeah, and it's insane to me that's never happened. Glad you're in a position to make it happen. And I think in order to tell this story of the show, we kind of got to get into your story, how you've gotten into this position to become a curator of sure. the first art show. Sure, sure. Um, so I graduated in York College in December of 2007. Um, I spent a decent amount of time in undergraduate school. York was my second college. I uh, started school out in Pittsburgh, and I was there for two years. Um, I transferred to York College actually because I wanted to be a fine art major or a graphic design major, and my current school didn't have that major at all. So okay. I transferred in to get into one of those pro programs. I started as a graphic design major. And then along the way, um, there was a little bit of a program shift in the art department. Um, they hired a new head of the fine art department who was Rye Fryer and meeting him kind of shook up my, my creative world. And it wasn't that I was less interested in graphic design, but having him as a teacher made me much more interested in the fine art side of things. So I actually ended up picking a picking up a fine art degree as well. So by the time everything was said and done, I was an undergraduate for about six years. I had changed majors five times and I, like you said, graduated with a graphic design degree and then a fine art degree. After school, I stuck around York for a little while, um, just kind of freelancing, weighing tables, and um, I was touring in a band. Um, Oh, cool. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was an extremely fun time in my life. Um, if you're if you're ever in a band and you have the opportunity to tour, I highly recommend it. It is one of the most fun things you, I think you can probably do as a musician. Oh, man. Um, what kind of music did you guys play? 
We played, um, I'm trying to think of what I could acquaint it to. It was, it was, um, hardcore, which is a genre of punk rock, which okay. is played faster. And I guess, you know, you're not going to hear a whole lot of singing. There's more like yelling. And I don't want to confuse that with metal or gurgling or, you know, people, you know, satanic music. It's, yeah, yeah it's just, yeah. it's punk rock. So, Cool. Um, we sounded probably, um, close to like a rage against the machine, something like that. Oh, love those dudes. Yeah. 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 They, and, and I'm sure they're going to be relevant again pretty soon with the election that just passed. Oh yeah. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if they'll, against the machine going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they'll have a reunion, but they're going to definitely be back on the map. Um, after, um, a string of events where I, you know, um, I ended up totaling my car on the way back from a big show and stranded out in the country somewhere for a little while, a couple of days, could not get back to York in time to save my job, got let go from my serving job, and then um, did what I just didn't want to do, which was move back home with my parents. But when I was there, I got my first actual graphic design job, which led to another couple of graphic design jobs. So I worked in the graphic design industry for about five years. Oh, interesting. How's that experience? Um, graphic design, it, I mean, it, it's like any other job. It depends who you work for, who your bosses are, um, you know, their style of management, really like, you know, what, what the pressure to relaxation um, is like all, all of those things. My first job was a very low pressure job. Um, and I hated it. It was, um, I spent a year trying to kind of find my niche at a creative, at a creative design agency. And then after about a year, um, it just, I just wasn't a good fit for the company and I moved on. And then I uh, got a job working for Toys R Us at their headquarters. Oh, cool. And that was awesome. Like it was extremely high stress um, and um, extremely like production heavy. Like you just had to produce a ton of stuff on a daily basis. And, and it, it, you know, the brand is already finished. You're, you're more arranging, arranging things in, in layout forms for their advertisements and for their catalogs and whatnot. But it was under a very good group of people and I had a lot of fun. After after doing that for a little while, um, the stress level actually kind of got to me. And even though it was a lot of fun, I had to move on from that. And um, I started freelancing again. And during this time, I had also been um, coaching in different fitness facilities and working okay. as a trainer in different fitness facilities. So like I always kind of did both. I was either working more full-time in a fitness facility and freelancing, or I was working full-time in graphic design and doing my nights at a fitness facility, one of the two. Um, so I started freelancing at a creative design company in New York called the Creative People Group. And during that time, I was also doing my nights coaching fitness classes at a local facility. And um, that started to get more and more and more successful. So I kind of backed off on my freelance work and, you know, started to train more. And then after a while I decided, okay, so my, my training is built up so much that I'm going to open my own facility. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, kind of graphic design took a complete backseat and we opened up a gym, um, right outside of New York city under the, basically under the Tappan Zee bridge almost. So it's, it's in a little tiny village called Nyack, New York. And we opened up one of these training facilities and, owned and operated that for about four or five years, you know, between opening and selling and then ended up selling the business. Okay. Um, my wife, who I met while I was working at the business, um, uh, she quit her job. I sold the business and we moved back here so that I could focus more on developing a portfolio to apply for my MFA. Awesome. Yes. Um and I think that's a kind of crazy transition to go from graphic design work to the fitness world, which they seem almost polar opposites. Um, how did you commit to doing something so big, so life-changing, just like that? Was um, 
it's uh, I've had different people mentor me um, and not not, you know, they weren't labeled mentors. They were just people that I respected that were nice enough to give me advice over time. And um, it sounds super, super cliche, but um, they all had something very in common, which was you want something, do it. You know, yeah. and that doesn't mean like, oh, you want to become a pro basketball player, like go play more basketball. No, like the like, th- things that are within your means. But it was, you know, it was um, I can be a graphic designer. I can be a graphic designer at a bigger company. And I don't actually like this that much. Yeah. So I'm going to move on. But I know I can freelance for money. So I'm going to freelance for money while I find something else I like. I like this gym system that I've been coaching in. This is a lot of fun. I like to teach people. I like to teach people a lot. Um, okay, let's try to open. I have a little bit of money. Let's try to open my own facility. I opened my own facility. Cool. You know, so it's just kind of, you, 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 there is some learning that goes along the way, but being at a graphic design company um, taught me how to own, like, operate professionally. Then okay. owning, you know what I mean? Then, yeah, then I think that's a really important thing to kind of, learn how to do, which I'm still a senior in college. I do not have that figured out completely yet. But um, would you mind exploring a little of what it means to work in a professional space, um, the demands of it? Sure, to- sure, sure. Absolutely. Um, so again, every every professional space is going to be a different, you know. Um, some are very, very down to earth and you're working with four other people and that's the whole company, you know. So um, there, you don't even need to write emails to your higher ups cause you just walk over to the desk and you talk to them. Whereas at Toys R Us, it's like, if I needed to get anything done, I needed to check with 16 different people, you know? And so that means I'm not writing a personable long winded email. That means I'm addressing it to who it's to. I am then putting the two lines with the information that I need answered and then writing from me, you know, especially if it's to someone that's higher up the ladder, because someone who's higher up the ladder does not have time to read about how was your week? I hope you're doing well, all of that, you know? So, um, it's that, um, also the whole, and this varies with jobs too, but like take for instance, when I work for Toys R Us, they expected me at my desk producing at 9am. Like, like my applications were open and I was into something. It was a nine to five, but it wasn't like, okay, arrive at your desk and then go get a sip of water and go to the bathroom and get your coffee and then sit down by nine 26 and then, you know, and then start opening up illustrator and InDesign. It was like, you better be working because at nine o'clock, the creative director is coming around to talk to everybody one by one and she could start with you, (laughs) you know? Yeah. The timeliness of it is on a much different level than right. we're used to maybe and, at a college setting. And, um, and again, like Toys R Us is a very extremely professionally run, well-run company. You know, every single year they do better than the last year. Like they're extremely successful. They don't see drop off. And, um, it's, it's, it's kind of because of that, that rigidity, you know, it's also who's working there, but it's, it's because of that rigidity. Then, uh, you know, I go into, I ended up leaving that job because it was just a little too stressful for me and taking a freelance gig at a different company where I still went in and I had office hours, but they're like, yeah, get here between eight and 10, <laughs> leave between four and six, just get your stuff done. Oh, <laughs> you know, wow. so it, exactly. So, and it's, and like, you were kind of always on call because that's just the way that company worked. It was like, Hey, we know it's Saturday at four o'clock. Are you busy? Can you come in? But there, there was very, it was very low key, you know? And which so. do you function better yourself? The kind of high demand, very structured or the kind of free form come in whenever you want type of situation? Um, a little, it's, it's, it's going to be funny, but a little bit of a mixture of both. I function better with pressure. And I think, I think a lot of people function better under pressure. Oh yeah. Especially in the artist community. Totally. A hundred percent. And, and I know, I know artists that they, they keep themselves, fine artists that keep themselves under such a great amount of pressure because it's the only way they can produce. It's like, I need to paint 12 hours today, 12 hours. 
I, you know, like they, they get up, they do your, their breakfast. They're in the studio by seven and they were like, until 8 PM, I am here and I will produce, you know, where, where, yeah, where I, I probably average about, you know, 30 to 50 hours in a studio a week. Those dudes are averaging 80 hours in the studio a week, which sounds crazy. But when you think about it, at the end of a year, when I've been painting 50 hours a week, if I'm lucky, and they've been painting 82 hours a week, who do you think made more progress? That's a great point. Um, You know, that's something I struggle with in creative writing, just committing to consistently putting in the work. Um, And I think that's a problem. I don't want to call it laziness, but there is something behind artistic endeavors that allow you to kind of slack off when you produce one great thing. Totally. Kind of ride your merit. Yeah. And that's something that needs to be addressed and overcame. I have no answers how to do that, but... Well, it's, you know, for for me, it's there's a couple of, of pieces of driving force. There's one, like, if you're not willing to do the work, unfortunately there's 10 hungry dogs behind you that are, you know, and whereas we like, let's, let's say relative to other large cities, we live in a currently small pond right now. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like you can get by a little bit with a little bit of slack, but the second you move to one of these large metropolitan areas, you're just stomped on, you know, it's, um, and, and I've kind of felt the opposite. Like I moved back here and all of a sudden, like, like, I have urgency. Like I, I want pressure. I want to pressure other people. And everybody's just like, Matt, you need, you need to chill out. You, you need to leave me alone. You need to, you need to just, just, just go over there for a while. Let me have my coffee. Let me do this. I'll get back to you on your email. And I'm just kind of like, I emailed you half an hour ago. Why haven't you emailed me back? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's funny. So, so, um, it's, it's, and, and you know, it's, it's all of those things. So, um, I think working in a professional environment, like I'm, I'm studying fine art now. I want to be a fine artist. I think my work in an impression, in a professional environment, even though I hadn't been painting for the last 10 years and now I want to paint, I think that work in those companies, in those environments, and then running my own business for five years is extremely valuable, you know? Oh, I imagine so. Cause now it's like, okay, I know what it takes. I know what I have to do. I have less questions. And whereas a lot of my artist friends who are kind of a little bit tentative when it comes to taking risks or doing this or like I need some more time. And I'm just like, no, do it. Like, do it. Like, you know, just do it. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to ruin this piece. I'm like, no, you're not. Throw paint on it. Do it. (laughs) Like you can wipe it off. You can paint over it. You can this just do it, you know. So and it's I'm, I'm constantly like with the people we work with down in down at Market View in my studio floor, um, they're extremely talented group of young artists. You know, like I'm kind of the the old man of the group, <laughs> you know, um, because we have some current students. Then we have some newly graduated students or I guess they're not students. We have newly graduated alumni and they're all very productive, you know. Yeah. Um, but I can kind of see some of where I was back, back when I just graduated, when, you know, I'd kind of sit down like, well, what do I do? You know? And, and, and now it's, it's, I have a, a, an easier time just when I have an idea, it's just kind of like, why don't you do this? And when I suggest something to any of them and they they suggest things to me too, I get tons of good feedback from them. I learn from them. But when I think of something, it's like, if I tell you this, maybe that will lead you to a better idea. And then maybe you can get off the ground. Yeah, you know? so it's not as much as the idea itself, but just forcing them to think and act so they can find their own way to right. make their own art. Right, and and I mean, like, they're, everyone that works on that floor is extremely productive. You know, we've, we've all been in there for maybe three or four months now since since the group changed. And if you walk in there, everybody's everybody's cubicle is covered in work that they produced since they got there. You know, it's just... They're very productive. I'm sorry. I will oh, yeah. go on. It's, all, it's okay. Um, it's good stuff. There I stood once again. She starts to show some skin. And my pants be. But yeah, kind of to bring it back to your motivations for coming back to York and engaging in the community once again. Um, 
Would you kind of speak on why you left New York City, possibly the biggest, most well-known artistic city in the world, to come back to York, Pennsylvania? Sure, sure. Um, so there, there was a, uh, it's a little bit multifaceted, but the, the biggest thing was I needed to get back to a group of people who taught and mentored me and gave me the foundation um, when I was in college and right after college. Um, and I, again, I know that sounds a little cliche, but it was kind of like this. So um, we lived right outside New York City. And when we first sold the business and my wife quit her job, we weren't thinking about coming back here at all. You know, we were thinking, okay, let's move to Charlotte near your near your parents, or let's move to you know, let's, let's move down to Georgia. Let's move somewhere warm. Let's, you know, like, but you know, the, the world is our oyster. Let's go wherever yeah. we want. We have some money right now. Let's do it. And I had emailed Rye Fryer, who is the head of the art department and who, oh yeah, I spoke about him, um, who mentored me a lot in fine art when I was here. Um, I, I felt like I can, I know everybody kind of has a professor or two that they really feel like they connect to or, oh, definitely. you know, or they feel like they, they learn better from, and, and he was that guy for me. Okay, cool. You know, like I, I had good relationships with most of my professors, but like he was the guy that I was just kind of like, Rye told me this, Rye said I could do this, you know, Rye said this, you know, so yeah. he was that guy. I and the same thing. Totally. Yeah. You know, and I, I had emailed him and I said, Hey, I'm going to try to get into graduate school. I know your time is valuable. You know, could you mentor me through email critiques? Could, could we talk, you know, maybe we could email once a week, something like that, just so I had some guidance. So I'm not just like painting blindly. Yeah. And he said, sure. Yeah, I, I can do that. But I want you to come and visit me in York. You know, let's, let's talk face to face. And when I was here, you know, again, no intention of moving back. When I was here, he showed me the school. He showed me, um, he showed me, you know, basically the developments that had happened downtown. He showed me Market View. He showed me Royal Square. He showed me the different galleries that had popped up since I'd been gone. He showed me the city development. And he's just kind of like, you really should consider moving back here and doing your preparation time here. Like, I'm here. I'll mentor you face to face. You know, like we'll try to connect you with some good studio space. Um, you know, you should get to know some of our new faculty. You know, they're very valuable. The art program has improved greatly, which I'll speak about in a little bit, too. Um, you know, you should really come back here. And after each market view is really what sold it for me. Yeah, it's a great space. One that I wasn't oh, aware man. of till recently. But it's so cool. Like it's and, and I'll speak more about that, too. But it's just like. I, I stepped into that building, and um, at the time, Anya Felch was the person that was kind of running the second floor. She was the Appel Fellow, and I saw her work, and I saw some of Dylan Samuelson's work, and I saw some of Kara Gonzalez's work, um, and it was just like, oh man, like people are working here. Like this, this is kind of neat. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is cool. And he's like, you know, we could in, until uh, no one's using this particular space. And he showed me kind of a cubicle. He's like, until the next, you know, fellowship application happens, you know, we could we could probably have you do some work here. And I was just kind of like, oh, this is this is awesome. Because, you know, in my head, I'm thinking about how much how many hundreds of dollars a month do I have to spend to get studio space? And like, where yeah, am I going to yeah, live yeah. and all these things? And he's just kind of like, no, 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 like, I'll, I'll help you. Like, come back. You know, like, let's see what we can do for you. And, and that sold it. Like at, you know, we, we then we traveled back and, and he was showing my wife around too. Like, and she, she kind of had a good vibe about it. And, you know, we came back and we're like, all right, like, let's, let's move back to York. And I have, I still have some very good friends around here. And we stayed with, um, uh, one of my groomsmen, the guy, one of the gentlemen for my wedding for about two months until we found a place to live. And then we moved into an apartment and um, I was granted studio space at Market View and I've just been trying to plow ahead as much as I can since then. And you were talking about how many changes to the art program and the community 
that has been made in the past. What year did you graduate? Oh, seven? I graduated in 2007. Okay. And so since then, in a relatively short amount of time, there's all these changes and the community's yeah. kind of booming. Um, would you speak on that and kind of maybe the lack of awareness of this growing culture? Sure, sure. So um, I, I believe York's already like always had a fairly strong art program. Um, when both from the fine art side and from the graphic design side, when I was here, um, you know, graphic designers were graduating and they were some of the, some of us were getting jobs. Um, some of us were not, you know, it just kind of depended on your connections and who you know and whatnot. And, um, and, you know, the fine artists were producing, the fine art students were producing decent work. Um, but it was, you know, it wasn't anything mind blowing to me. Yeah. You know, it was, it was good. Um, it did improve substantially when Rye came kind of to the helm of the fine art department. Um, when I was, when I was here, Rye arrived, um, Troy Patterson, who is now full-time graphic design faculty arrived that gave our design program a, a pretty big boost. He's pretty terrific. Um, so, so I saw the, the, art department improving while I was here, but there was a little bit of an art district downtown, you know, there was kind of the market district and there were a couple of little galleries there. Um, if, but if, if you really wanted to see art, you had to go to Baltimore, Philadelphia, and then maybe Lancaster a little bit. Right. So it, it wasn't bad. We, we had good people graduating and doing good things. Right. So I came back to visit and again, like, Rye showed me Royal Square and Rita King, who I went to school with, you know, she was a freshman when I believe I was a senior. So she's a little bit younger than me. You know, she had opened up an art store down there. She owns Prime Art Supply. And, you know, there was like two or three art galleries in the same, like on the same block as her. Yeah. And then there was a donut espresso shop. And then there was this and that. And there was a, a music studio. And, you know, this um you know this cool clothing shop and i was like this is interesting like this it, this totally this looks like a, yeah this is yeah. like this looks like a block out of new york and i'm not saying like everything should be like new york but it was like this is cool you know and um and then you know he sorry no that's okay text message you know i understand you're <laughs> popular um so um is this what happens to like when i text you and you don't respond it's just you're busy. okay i understand um, so um so like he showed me, you know, the developing area and then he also kind of showed me some of the, the developing curriculum. You know, we looked okay. at a little bit of student work and whatnot. And, you know, he convinced me to move back basically because of the facilities and whatnot. And then I got back and I started to get involved a little bit. So I'm auditing a class currently with Jay Noble, who was a drawing and painting and design professor here. Okay. This dude could be teaching anywhere he wanted, you know, this, yeah, you, um, you know, I don't know if you know, Jay, I do not personally, um, no. he's, he is so far out there and hopefully he doesn't hear me say this, but like you would think he's high at all times. <laughs> he's not high at all. He's, <laughs> he's just, he's just thinking on a level that you are not, Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's exactly. And, it, and it's not like, oh, wow, you're spacey. You're out there. It's like, no, you're elevated. And how do I get on your level? <laughs> I want to be, <laughs> you know, like level. I need to understand how you see and understand things. So, you know, and, um, and we got into the Appel fellow and how like, fine art majors from our school are graduating, applying to MFA programs and not just getting in, but they're getting full ride scholarships to get in, you know, That's and, amazing. and not like, and it's not like they're going to SCAD, they're going to Penn state, you know, yeah. they're going to huge, like, like, Impressive I mean, schools. you know, yeah. They're, so they're getting into MFA programs or they have art related jobs you know, like, or, and they, or they're becoming relevant artists, you know, and I understand not everybody that graduates with an art degree, like, you know, immediately is a relevant artist, but like, it's way closer, you know, um, one of the guys that I used to work caddy quarter from at market view was Dylan Samuelson. Like, yeah, I know Dylan. Yeah. Cool guy. Cool, cool guy. Also like, it, like is involved nationally as like a pretty formative figurative 
artist. Really? You know, like, yeah. Like, I mean, he's 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 part of um, this Instagram project called Headroom, where a whole bunch of really good figurative artists um, basically work off the same photograph. And then they all submit their their versions of, you know, this image that they worked off of. And, you know, and it's just it's very, very, very cool. You know, and some of the other artists in that stable of artists are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like so it's it's good stuff. So so the fine artists are doing good things, you know, um, they they're running their own art studios. They're like I said, they're getting into graduate school. They're they're They are artists. And then the graphic designers have, you know, fantastic jobs. Um, some of the graphic designers I graduated with now have worked themselves into really good careers. Really, like, and, and now, granted, they they were some of them got jobs straight out, and they've been really hustling hard since, you know. But um, I've seen, you know, I, I'm organizing this alumni show and. You know, I got a, a database of some of the graphic design alumni and, you know, it's it's through one of those. Um, oh, what's the graph? AIGA, the graphic design thing that York is a part of. And I'm looking through everybody's profile. Everybody's got a job. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like everybody's got a placed. job. And it's and, and guess what? Graphic design is an extremely flooded market. You know, like there's 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 not that many graphic design jobs. Yeah. You know? So it's, um, you know, so, so taking a look at the curriculum and taking a look at where the alumni are and all of those different things, you know, it just, it kind of makes me realize how much we've improved and like the facilities have improved. The, the staff has improved greatly, you know, um, and there were some staple members of the art staff, for fine art and graphic design while I was here that are still here. So it's like the good ones still remained. And then we added these. We flourished. Know, pretty yeah, much. it flourished. And we added these these powerhouse members of the faculty that have only improved it greatly. Like uh, uh, Matthew Clay Robinson is the current gallery director here, and he manages kind of the shows that happen um, in the Wolf Building and also some of the shows that happen down at Market View. And like, like you got to meet this guy. You know, like I'm pretty sure he's in his early 40s. He is on fire for socially relevant issues. Oh, I, I follow <laughs> his Facebook. You, you know, I've oh seen, my gosh, be I've careful, seen, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like and um, and the shows that he's putting together aren't relevant just for like this area of Pennsylvania. Like they're relevant for the United States. Like he's getting yeah. he's getting artists that like okay, like. Wayne, they had a, a a Wayne White exhibition a couple of years ago, and um, do you know who Wayne White is? I do not. Who okay, is Wayne White? so he he's this gentleman. He he's a painter, and he also makes these ridiculously huge illustrative cardboard um, cardboard statues and sculptures, and like illustrates full rooms with oh, these. Wow. Yeah, with but they but they don't look like cardboard by the time he's done because you know he's painted them and whatnot. And just like this dude is a nationally renowned artist, you know, and they had him come here and just completely cover the top floor of Market View in one it's of these cool scenes, space. you know? And like people were coming from New York to see this. People were coming from Los Angeles to see this. You know what I mean? And sometimes I feel like there is such culture at our fingertips that the school has gone through the trouble of organizing that we don't know is going on. <laughs> oh, I completely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's our mission kind of at the York of Views, open the students' eyes or just raise awareness that we have access to all this great culture and we're just not aware enough about it maybe. And we really need to do things to engage so we can experience, like you said, the Wayne Whites. And I know we bring in a lot of visiting writers. Roxanne Gay was just here last semester. She's that's a awesome. top writer. Yeah, that's awesome. She got the call. She looked at me. She told me. This show that I'm proposing and that we're currently organizing, um, I have a, a small team, part of, um, you know, one of my Market View Art Fellows, Ivy Rogers is uh, on my team 
and um, Matthew Clay Robinson is helping us a little bit with the curation. Um, and we wanted to do this for three major reasons, and then there's lots of little stuff that offshoots that. Okay, so um, let me go through them. So the one thing was promotion of we'll, we'll do the professional stuff first. So okay. promotion of the actual alumni, and then the art program and the art department at York itself. So let's talk about the department. I've already talked about how how it's improved, how it's how it's incredible. You know, like I don't think that and and I, you might have to edit this out. I don't know. But like I don't think York sits in the same category as Kutztown and Millersville and other and Susquehanna and other small schools like this. I say small and I understand small is relative, but other schools like that in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I think we are far elevated. You know, I, I, I think the faculty, the facilities and the curriculum at York College for like I'm, I'm understanding fine art more than I'm understanding graphic design just because I'm, I'm kind of invested in the fine art side of things now. But I think it is it sits way, way, way higher than schools like that. I think, um, you know, we were as a college, we're recognized, you know, our business school is recognized, our our nursing department is recognized. Like, I think it's getting to the point where our art department should be recognized. Oh, I feel the you same know? way about the humanities department. Right, right. It's like, you know, and, and you go to other like I go to art schools, I go to Micah, I go to, you know, um, I go to um, School of Visual Arts, I, you know, because I'm, I'm talking to different professors and I'm exploring MFA possibilities. And when I look at the student work, I'm just I'm not blown away like I think I should be. It's like, no, yeah. like 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 our students are doing that. In fact, our students are our students are, are, are better. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like like some of what's going on at my school is better than this. You know, so it's 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 getting to the point where it's like we have a school of business, we have a school of nursing, we have a school of art, you know, like like I kind of feel and again, like this is me and I this might be blas complete blasphemy, but like it's getting to the point where if it keeps going in the direction it's going, we can just break it off and call it the Wolf School of Art and it's <laughs> part of York College of Pennsylvania. You know, like it is that good. And I think people don't understand that because it's, you know, it's been York College. It's in this little tiny city. And I don't think it's looked at as an art school. And oh, not at all. And I don't think that after this show, it maybe will all of a sudden be like, oh, it's an art school. It's incredible. But I think there there needs to be some attention brought to the relevant material that the alumni are doing, the alumni from this school. You know, like, like, what did this school produce? What did this school start? What seeds did we plant? Things like that, you know. Um, there have been people here that have helped me in my creative endeavor more than anywhere else in my life, you know. And I understand that that's the case for everybody that went to college. But, like, I really think that they're just not bullshitting, you know. Yeah. Like, like these people really know what they're doing. They really know how to teach what they're teaching and they really know how to get you started, you know, with what you want to do. And they care about art or, in my case, creative writing. 100%. As a form. And they're not just doing it as a day job. This is their life. And they want to share it with you. 100%. Like, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that some of your writing professors are still fairly relevant in oh, the yeah. world of creative writing, right? Yeah. You just know? Travis Kurowski, for an example, um, two books published about... Uh, literary magazines in the community. He's a very relevant member. Vito Grippy, you know Vito. I do. Um, he's got Story Supply Company going on. Amity Bitzel. Um, he's been on This American Life podcast. Great author, great writer. And we have them all at our fingertips to yeah. help us grow. And people just don't know about it. Correct. So it's, so it's almost kind of like like you have these relevant creative people, but... Your students are just like, yeah, it's professor so-and-so. Exactly. You, you know, it's um, it's the same thing. It's like Matthew Clay Robinson is, like, the dude's connected all over the United States from different schools he's taught at, you know, like, he's taught printmaking and other things in different large universities. Like, that's the other thing. Like, like Rye and, and Jay and MCR, like, these guys have always 
all taught at larger, huge schools. And then they ended up here and they stayed here. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like they went for this. And there's this. a reason. Yeah, totally. So it's like, it's like Jay is, t tomorrow I'm going on a New York City trip with Jay and with some of the students in our, in our, in a figure drawing class that I'm auditing so that he can explain to us essentially relevant art in the New York City, like Chelsea gallery scene. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's awesome. Yeah. It's just a Saturday day trip. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they do the same thing. They go to Baltimore and do the same thing and they take these trips and it's just kind of like, no, no, they, they don't just like want you to pay money and be a major. Like they want you to see what's relevant and they want you to know how to be relevant and they are relevant. And it's just yeah. kind of like, we need to show people this. Yeah, this so. isn't an experience a lot of people get to have. And it needs to be better taken advantage of. Totally. And I'm hoping your art show can contribute to that. That kind of covers the program. So we're looking to promote the program, you know, and we're looking to give back and say thank you to the program. Next would be the alumni themselves. Okay, so um, we're interested in what the alumni are doing. And there's some 400 plus um, graphic design and fine art alumni that we've reached out to. Now, part of the basically the you know the cutting down process of what is selected is simply who is still creating art especially in the fine art department um you know they say that uh the death of 70 percent of the fine artists out there um comes in the word graduation <laughs> you know it's like oh it's like they get I out and whoosh, nope now i gotta find a real job and that's it so so and again like some people have art related jobs other people are still creating so that already just kind of cuts it down um we've had we we've already made the call for art and we've had a, a fairly tremendous response like i've already got enough art for a show or enough people responded for a show but we'd like as many people representing as possible um okay. so I'll get into that a little more in a minute. But um, so, again, we want to promote and, you know, basically spotlight the alumni as well. If you're a fine artist, we want your work. You know, we want to know what you're doing currently. You know, we want to know how you've progressed. But then we also want your work in front of a new audience. You know, like if you're someone that went to York and then went somewhere else, like, well, show the people at York what you've been doing, you know, yeah. like and, you know, and, and, and we're going to have it. So, you know, put your contact information there so someone can contact you about your work. You know, someone can contact and maybe it's not to contact you about commissions, but it's like your whole world as an artist is nothing but connections. It's totally cool if you're good. Being good is really important, right? But without a connection... Yeah, no one's going to know that you're, you're good. No nothing. one's going to have a platform to look right. at your art. Right. And I mean, an Instagram's totally cool, but when you have someone valid that's vying for you, someone valid that's, you know, putting in a good word for you, all of a sudden things get more serious on your yeah. end immediately, you know? So that's, that's a hope too. We're, you know, we're hoping to say, okay, so let's, let's put the fine art people and also the graphic design people. Let's, let's just, let's put the graduates in a position to be connected with new people, to expand their networks, things like that. And I mean, also like to sell, you know, like we're, of course, yeah. You, like you can sell your artwork. Um, one of the cool things about York college's galleries is if you exhibit in any of them, the college takes 0%. That is so, amazing to me that they would do something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like the college takes no cut. So it's completely to help the artist or help the alumni. And it's, you know, you, you go into New York or Baltimore, that gallery is taking 40 to 70%. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if, if, you're, if you're not familiar with, with the gallery setting in big cities, like the gallery takes most of it. So that's why your art is like, okay, so I made this piece and... Um, I have a potential buyer that's going to buy it for $1,000. Cool. Oh, they backed out. Okay, I'm going to show it. I have to show it for $1,800 because the gallery is going to take a huge chunk of that. You know, so when we have this show, theoretically, the artists can price their work down because they don't have to worry about the gallery taking, taking cuts, cuts, right? Yeah. Okay, so so that's 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 kind of a way to, you know, promote the artist or we're hoping it's also nice just to you know get artists back together that haven't seen each yeah. other for a while 
community um, engagement. Yeah, building. totally. Um, artists connecting that maybe haven't connected. Like, like after 2009, I don't know anybody. Yeah. Like there's this huge hole. I don't know who went to the school. I don't know what they're doing. It's like 2009. And then I came back and I know Rita and Dylan. <laughs> Like, that's who I get, you know? So it's like, uh, like what happened in that, in that time? So that's, I'm Just super excited for that. Day I saw your face. Should I try for second base? Well, I thought now, don't you see? The dirty whore was just too good for me. The last element of it is obviously we're trying to do something that hasn't been done before, something that's interesting. And also, I totally like things that um, or I like shows that have a historical context. Like the, yeah. more, the more I know about a show, the more I can engage with it, the more I connect with it. Right. So, yeah, like it needs a narrative behind it almost. To, totally. Or it's just looking at a bunch of random pictures. Side very, to side. very much so. Very much so. So if if I have my druthers, is that, is that right? Druthers? I, I, OK, well, let's say let's say that's the right word. Yeah, if I have my druthers, OK, I want to hang the show and we're going to install the show in chronological order based upon your graduation. So oh, it's, cool it's basically idea. like it will start with the most recent graduates. And we have some December graduates who I'm going to show their work like they're about to graduate. And then in January, I'm going to show their work. So, um, you know, we're going to start with them. And then as you make your way along throughout the exhibition, it's going to go deeper and deeper and deeper until you get to me. And hopefully people past me even, you know, if we can get some of those. Um, I, I think the, the mid nineties is when the art department started. I arrived there in 2003 and graduated in 2007. So, um, I was kind of at the beginning of the art department. I was definitely at the beginning of the current state of the art department, yeah. basically like what catapulted, um, York college art into what it is today. You know, I, I mean, I wasn't like a catalyst, but like I was there when Rye got there and Troy got there and all yeah. that. So, um, so like the last part is that like, we just want to do something really interesting. Um, uh, I think, that's and it. yeah, I think we covered pretty much every aspect besides the specifics. So when can people expect this show to start? Where can they see it? Okay. So we're, it, it's at Market View Arts, which okay. is um, at 37 West Philadelphia Street in York, Pennsylvania. Um, it's directly across from the York Central Market on Philadelphia Street. Um, it will open during Christmas break. So okay. it will open during the semester break on the first Friday of January. So it's going to be the first show that is shown at Market View for the new year. Um, I believe it is January 6th. Okay. Um, it's then up for a solid 20 days or so. I believe we're going to try to take it down somewhere between the 25th and the 28th. So it'll be there for quite some time. Um, fine artists, like we're, we're still taking submissions at this point. And I believe they still have um, definitely to the, the end of the month. I believe in December, we're going to start collecting the work. Okay. So, um, you know, we're still looking to hang work and we haven't had to turn anybody away yet. It is curated. So I do, you know, the curation team is selecting work, but basically it's, it's on the platform of send me three to five images and then I will pick one to three or the curation team will pick one, to three that we plan on showing. And it's, uh, again, most of that is because we just want to make sure the work is quality. Um, but then also, um, you know, we, we, we want a little bit of a range, you know, if we just say, yeah. just send us one piece, then it's like, okay, that's, that's what I got. Where am I going to put that? So we want a little bit of a range, um, something else that's important. So we, uh, it's Friday on Tuesday, we went through an extremely seminal presidential election. I don't even want to use the word seminal cause it makes it sound good. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm on a particular side of that, but oh. Like, here's your, like, January is when, you know, the president-elect plans on taking office. Yeah. If you've got something to say about that and you can put artwork together quickly and you're an alumni, I would love to hear your voice. You know, I, and, and here's the thing, like, it's, it, I don't 
I don't care which side you're on, you know, like I would love to hear your voice either way, but there's obviously a lot of emotion that's going on. Uh, Man. Yeah. And I think that is so important for our culture as a whole right now to see what artists and people who really pay attention and care about our culture have to say and express about this kind of um, worldview shattering election, I'd like to call it, because it was, I don't want to get too much into it, we're trying to wrap this thing up, but it was a shock to me personally, and a lot of people within my community, it was a shock, and I think an art show that could express some of those things is a really important thing right now. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think earth shattering is, is, is very appropriate. Um, that said, like, you know, there was, there were a lot of emotions going into the election, you know, regardless of side you were on, just how people felt about the election in general. You know, um, I've already received some art that has to do with the tension between, um, basically urban, the urban African-American population and the police. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, it's very, very cool. So I already have received some political art. I would love some more politically relevant art. Um, I had planned, so I'm an alumni, I'm going to show something. I had planned on showing one thing. I'm not planning on showing that anymore. I'm going to make something completely different. Yeah, because (laughs) our culture has kind of forced our hands to produce new art. And new writing because this needs to be expressed and talked about. And we got to be careful that our community doesn't get marginalized and our voices are still heard in this new regime. Uh, no, I, I agree. Um, I very, very much agree. So um, I guess that's what the show is about. Um, we're hoping to, you know, really, really get a good, a good turnout. Um, the whole Market View team down there, Cody, Ivy, Rebecca, um, they're all helping me out. Abby and Bridget, they're all doing things. Um, so, yeah, um, it's going to be a good show. Again, uh, if you're alumni and you are interested in participating, um, please connect with me. I'm on Facebook, and it's not too hard to find me. Um, I've been blathering all sorts of things for the last two days. So, <laughs> As have many of us. All right. Well, Matthew, thank you for coming on again. Thank you. It's awesome. Um, January 6th, first Friday of January. We will all be there for your art show, and hopefully the community at large will be there, which I think will be a very important event for York and the artistic community. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Carry on, move away. Just the other day I saw your face. Should I try for second base? Well, I thought, now don't you see? The dirty whore was just too good for me. And everybody knows.